0: Welcome to Clover Club, a podcast about curious conversations and stories intended to make you laugh and learn. I'm your host, Erica, and today is a unique episode because today is the first episode I have recorded with a guest who I've never met before, but she knows all of my friends, and we have so many mutuals in common, and it became clear that she needed to come on to Clover Club. So I'm ecstatic to welcome Jen Jones, owner of Creature ATL. Jen, hi! Hi! So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So Jen is really good friends with, if you listen to episode six, Champ, owner of Guilty Party, and his it's wife Marissa. True. And so this is kind of a full circle situation because Jen is now sitting at the Taco Bell table that Champ forced me to buy. <laughs> Which I love, by the way. Isn't I mean, it just brings up all the nostalgia. Yes, the nostalgia for sure, for sure. Yeah. So Jen, Jen's a vegan. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Can you eat a Taco Bell, or have you ever sat at a Taco Bell table before? Yes, because <laughs> I
1: have not been vegan my whole life. Okay. And I think you can eat a Taco Bell. There's definitely things you can do, like take the cheese off and the yeah. sour cream off. I have not. Okay. Because I think there's other things that happen to me when I go to Taco Bell that I probably don't want to talk about. But
0: the things that <laughs> I happen st- to all. Of us yes i bell.
1: steer clear of the taco bell
0: <laughs> that's totally fair but i do taco bell i think is one of the most versatile fast food establishments for multiple dietary needs so yeah
1: you can do the gluten-free there as yeah, well
0: totally. easy but they've got the
1: dessert the cinnamon twisties mm, those yeah. are amazing uh, th- those
0: feel i feel like those would be vegan they're vegan yeah. okay
1: and nice. i feel like they're gluten-free as well aren't
0: they corn-based I believe so, or like rice-based. Ask the internet. I'm gonna ask that, yeah. yeah, we're gonna put a pin in that. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. yeah, I love Taco Bell. So Jen, Creature ATL is a salon, right? You are a hairdresser. It is true. I am a hairdresser. Yes. And uh, I was I was explaining to Jen a, a little bit ago. One of the common pieces of feedback that I've gotten about this podcast is that there's such a variation in the types of guests that I've had, but it's been I'm like, how do I compliment myself while repeating? Yeah, please do. Please do. (laughs) Go ahead. But that I've done a good job of uh, creating conversation with so many different people. And I'm like, oh, that's because I'm a hairdresser. Like that's, you have to be good at having a conversation to be a good hairdresser. And uh, so I'm like, what a perfect opportunity to kind of put that on display than mm-hmm. to get another hairdresser up here and show you guys how two people who've never met before can have an awesome and engaging conversation. Yeah, I cannot shut up. God, I love. We're that. gonna not shut up We're this gonna, whole time. I I agree. <laughs> um, Jen, this you maybe think this is so cheesy. I want to open this up. I want to read you a quote. Please from do. John Steinbeck. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Okay. Uh, you may have, but it's one of my favorites, and it's, it's about hairdressers. So, um, John Steinbeck, the author, says. It is my considered opinion that the hairdresser is the most influential person in any community. When the public goes to a hairdresser, something happens to them. They feel safe and they relax. The hairdresser knows what their skin is like under their makeup. They know their age. They don't have to keep up any kind of pretense. People tell a hairdresser things they wouldn't dare confess to a priest, and they're open about matters they try to conceal from a doctor. When people place their secret lives in the hairdresser's hands, the hairdresser gains an authority few other people ever attain. I have heard hairdressers quoted with complete conviction on art, literature, politics, economics, childcare, and morals. I tell you that a clever, thoughtful, ambitious hairdresser wields a power beyond the comprehension of most people. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Very well said. So well said. Was he married
1: to a hairdresser? How does he know?
0: That's a great question. Um, (laughs) He either was married to a hairdresser or just like had a good hairdresser or maybe he's just perceptive.
1: Maybe, maybe. But that was, yeah, no truer thing has ever been said.
0: Yeah. And it's, I think being a hairdresser isn't easy. The first chunk of every hairdresser's career involves a lot of tears, a lot of frustration. So much trauma. So much trauma. But if you do it right on the other side of that, it is such a rewarding profession because we are able to weave ourselves throughout so many different facets of life and types of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that I really have wanted to, to display on this podcast. And uh, it's, it's just so rewarding and so cool. Like, do you feel that way?
1: I totally feel that way. And I think it's, it's an amazing profession where you can I mean, the world is your oyster. You Literally. Can, you can have the career of your dreams and you can have work-life balance. Like, mm-hmm. I have a whole team of people now who I'm trying to coach through all of that, right? Like, if you want to go on a vacation, figure out how much it's going to cost, yep. break it down, figure out how many extra clients you need to do to get that. Like, you can go on vacation even if you're you know, only have a little bit extra, like you don't have to wait until you're making six figures to go on vacation. You just have to plan it out. Yes. And that can be as easy as like two extra days a month behind the chair or one extra client in your chair every time you work. I mean, it's the freedom is just amazing.
0: It truly, truly is. Jen, did you go to college? I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What was your major?
1: Sociology. Uh-huh. And, yeah, right? And I had a minor in drug and alcohol
0: rehab oh my studies. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: That's, yeah, I have a lot of I'm addicts sure.
0: in my family. So I was well, kind of- Well, and you of, picked just the industry to exercise that muscle. I
1: have been able to use so much of what I learned in college. I was not stoked to go to college. My yeah. parents were kind of like, we'll float you, we'll pay for your college, but if you go to beauty school now, you're done. Oh, you're like out of the payroll, you know, like just, uh. and I wasn't ready to do that. So (laughs) I did do hair when I was in college, just on the side and kind of kept up those skills and then went to an Aveda Institute as soon as I was done.
0: I also went to an immediate institute. Oh, my God. Um, this is so funny. So I always wanted to be a lawyer, mm. and then I got my first salon job. Well, I grew up in the beauty industry. My mom okay. was a hairdresser, and then my dad works on the business side of things. So I'd always grown up around hair shows and salons and stuff like that, but I always wanted to be a lawyer. And
1: Yeah, were you like, I'm not doing hair?
0: Um, uh, sort of, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but I also was interested in it. And so when I was 16, I got a job as just a general assistant at Van Michael. And it was my crash course in salon stuff. And that was right around the time they opened up the Aveda Institute here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so my boss at the time was like, hey, listen, like I know you want to be a lawyer, but like, beauty school's a year. Why don't you just go get your license and then you can work while you're in college and make money? And I was like, that's a solid piece of advice. That is a solid piece of advice, yeah. Yeah. And so I took it and I went to beauty school and then I was like, oh, I'm good at this. And then I was like, why would I go spend six figures on college and all of this time? And so I, I didn't go. But then... During those building years, oh, I can't tell you how many teary-eyed phone calls my mom got <laughs> of like, why didn't you make me go to college? Oh. And now it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. I know, because you just got started. Yeah, I just I just went for it. And I don't have college debt.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say that I wasted my time going to college mm, because I I grew up a lot during that and I got to kind of fuck around yes. without having to find out <laughs> too no. hard, you know, That's pretty like perfect. in a safety net. So, yeah. But... It would be, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see where I'd be now if I if I had just gone right into it. And maybe it sure. wouldn't have been great. I mean, obviously, my path that I took led me to here. Yeah. But yeah, I went to Innovative Institute in Chapel Hill, and I was in the oh, first God. class. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And they had a scholarship competition before, so I won that.
0: Nice. And so
1: I only had to pay half of the outrageous tuition. That's awesome. That was probably more than my whole four years of college. Yeah. Yeah, and then my life totally fell apart like it does in beauty school, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And then it got back together, and it's been great ever since. I love that. So are you from North Carolina?
1: That's where I mostly grew up. We kind of moved around a little bit, Georgia, Florida, but then ended up in North Carolina in elementary school and kind of okay. stayed. Okay. Yeah.
0: I always say, like, where you graduate from high school is like yeah, where you grew Yeah, North up. Carolina. Unless you're there uh-huh. for a year. And so. they're,
1: my family's still there, so okay, still go back a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what brought you to Atlanta?
1: Oh, man, Van Michael. Oh! Let's circle around to our connection. So I was going to Innovate Institute, and Van came to one of our career fairs, and towards the end of beauty school, my life fell apart, like I said. Yeah. Uh, my husband, who I'm married to now, we were dating then, and we broke okay. up, <gasps> Uh huh. and I was like, fuck you, I'm out. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, this guy from Atlanta came. Maybe I can go work at that salon. So I moved this here. This guy from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and his accent is wild, right? Like Van's accent, he's from that South Georgia. And I was like, ooh, where's he from? And then you realize it's like Southern, (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
1: real Southern. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I moved to Atlanta to work at Van Michael. So that's where our first, you and I intersect right there.
0: Yeah. Which location did
1: you work at? I started, I was an assistant at Virginia Highlands. Okay. And then I was on the floor in uh, Sandy Springs. Oh my
0: God. Mm -hmm. I started at Sandy Springs. (laughs) But I would have known if we had overlapped, obviously. Do we want to talk about what years we were there? I I was there, it was like 2002, 2003.
1: Okay, so I was there after you. I was like 2005.
0: Wow, so we just missed each other.
1: 2006, 2007,
0: yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? Was Manny there when you worked there?
1: Manny, yes. (laughs) Yes. is it Manny still
0: there? Manny's not still there. Oh, okay. Well, Manny was there. Okay. Manny is one of the most eccentric human beings I've ever met to mm-hmm. this day. And I remember he would go through these phases with lunch where he would bring in the same thing for like six months. And when I was there, it was a, a pineapple, an entire pineapple. Wait, was it already cut up? No. <laughs> So he would come like racing into the break room. with like five minutes between clients with this giant saber and his pineapple. Two, oh my <laughs> you, god! If you him, you can picture this, though. Right? I can
1: totally picture it. I did not experience <laughs> pineapples with Manny, so. Yeah. Did you have a real lunch
0: when you were there? Or you? Like, I don't you
1: remember. <laughs> I think I was just probably. I don't remember a lot of those
0: years there. That's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was young, and. Yeah. uh yeah, I don't remember that, actually. Okay. I spent most of my time, I mean, the majority of the time I was working for the company was in Virginia Highlands. Okay. And so
0: Van Michaels departmentalized, were mm-hmm. you cut or colored? Color. Okay. And then are you, do you do both now? I do both now. Okay. So
1: when I left there, I moved to New York City. Okay. And it didn't really feel in alignment for me to go work at another big salon like that. Yeah. Um, so I worked at a really small rock and roll salon called Mud Honey. Oh, I know, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, so many rock... I did Sebastian Box color once. Yeah. Um, excuse me? I know. That's fucking cool. I know. <laughs> I mean, is it? Yes. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. But, you know, it was like a big rock and roll salon, so I worked there for the first couple years I was there, and then some people I worked with opened another one called Graceland, and it was like a half... hair Tattoo shop, half hair salon. It was amazing. So... I got to kind of do it all when I was there.
0: Is that when you started getting tattooed? Jen's got a several tattoos.
1: <laughs> I have a few. I know people are always like, how many do you have? And I'm like, it's percentage body coverage at this point, yeah, I think. Yeah,
0: there's no, no, no number.
1: Yeah, there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I started getting tattooed when I was in college because I okay. worked at a tattoo shop uh, in the town always I went to college. been col- cool. I mean, <laughs> I've always made my parents really angry. So <laughs> maybe it's, it's switched over. Thank God I turned out okay. Right? Because... You well, know, I was going to ruin my life with these tattoos.
0: It's so funny. And hair school. and uh, Correct. So there's so many negative connotations with hairdressers mm-hmm. that were idiots and party animals. And then mm-hmm. people with tattoos. And it's like... I'm not as tattooed as you, but I have quite a few. Yeah, where yeah. There was a period of time where my parents were like, what the fuck? Are you um, okay? Yeah, like... And you're like, to are you? Are yeah, you okay? Exactly. These are your problems, yeah, you actually. This. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is actually all about you. Yeah. Um, but I think you and I are great examples of, like, we're not idiots. We're, like, successful entrepreneurial women who happen to be hairdressers who have tattoos. Right. And so it's really rewarding to me to kind of... Uh, break some of those molds because they're so stupid (laughs) for sure
1: i mean my parents were my dad was really you know my parents are are very traditional in the way they do things and i wouldn't say that either one of them loved their job but it was a steady job Mm -hmm. that they got paid really well they got pensions with like my mom worked for the state my dad worked for the federal government so they knew they'd be set up and so they wanted that for me too yeah and they went to people who charged 25 dollars for a haircut and i so they were really worried yeah And I was like, that's not going to be me. Yeah. That's not going to be me. I promise you that's not going to be me. And look
0: at me now. I love that. My, This is so funny. Uh, I had a conversation with my mom once. So I was, I went to Amsterdam for a long weekend. Mm-hmm. It was like an emotional support trip. Um, <laughs> and I had been able to get a lunch reservation at Arpege, which is a three Michelin star restaurant in Paris. And I have a client who's a Fortune 500 CEO. And, and he's a good friend too. And he was splitting his time between Atlanta and London. And he was going to be in London at the time. And I was cutting his hair a week or two before the trip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I was able to get this reservation. At our page, I'm gonna to go to Paris for the day. Da da, da, da. And He's like, hmm. I'll be in London. Like, perhaps I could join you for lunch. And I was like, um, okay. Every reservation for one is a reservation for two. Cause it's, cause it's Right. Every table. One Unless chair. they're putting you at the bar, I guess. Yeah. which They're not. And I was like, let me call. But I'm sure it's no problem. So I call my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm getting on a train to go to Paris to have lunch at a three Michelin star restaurant with a Fortune 500 CEO. And she's like, Erica, I was always so worried you were gonna be poor. <laughs> I'm like mom it's okay look like, at me now look at me now um uh, and it, that was just such a lovely day mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, I'm a tattooed hairdresser having lunch with a you know what I mean yeah like on paper, yeah. that shouldn't be but this guy's like a great friend um yeah. and uh, that's just like hairdressing is the vehicle for relationships oh and my situations God. like that. Absolutely. And so I think it's important to share stories so that people know that if your kid wants to get into something creative, mm-hmm. it's not the kiss of death. I, I think it depends on the kid too. You know what I mean? And right. Like your actual drive and your passions and, and why you're making these choices. But I'm super proud of what I've done. Totally. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah.
1: And I'm not done.
0: Correct.
1: Like I'm, I'm just getting started. You guys, I'm in my 40s and this time in my life I've like never been so confident. Yes. I've never felt so powerful. Yes. I have never been so ready to just like welcome it all. And so I don't even think, you know, I'm like I am just getting started. I love that. And if this is my beginning, then fuck, it's gonna be
0: great, you know. I do know. Uh, I'll also say, Jen, you're like I'm in my forties, but you wouldn't know because Jen also sees Mandy. And oh I my god, <laughs> Mandy
1: and Dr. Susan Estep for my Botox and <gasps> Kelly Painter down the street, who has an amazing spa. I mean, I have like a skincare team that is keeping me looking cute
0: yes it's super important and to not gatekeep like I'm right. like I will never lie about what I've done like yeah, I'm not gonna lie about I it. don't want to set any false pretenses but I also am not trying to age faster than I have to no <laughs> let's keep it cute yeah it feels good to look good it does and that's also we know that because we make people feel that way I mean we stare How in like,
1: a mirror all day long 100 <laughs> and I am the first one to admit that that is hard to do yeah you know like sometimes our clients sit down I'm sure you've experienced this and they're just like, oh, "I can't even look at myself today." And you're like, "Bitch, me too." Yeah. All day.
0: All day. Yeah. All day for an hour, like Yeah. for 10. So,
1: my Botox helps me get through the day 100%. Where I can be expressive enough mm-hmm. but not have too many lines on my face. Yeah. And that's
0: just me. Well, the key for me is, like, I don't want static lines. I don't want resting face with crazy lines. Oh, yeah. That's when I'm like, all right, let's do a little it something It has
1: about softened this. me up for sure. Yes. For sure.
0: And I – I don't know if you have this, but I have a surprising amount of male clients who are getting Brotox mm-hmm. because they're like, I look, I always look angry because mm-hmm. they, without realizing when they think hard, they scowl and their 11s get pronounced. And so I'm just I, – I think everybody should get
1: Or driving. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, for some reason, a lot of the – men I know don't want to wear sunglasses. (laughs) And you're like, you're just squinting. I mean, my husband's one of them. He's like, okay with his sunglasses now, but he loses them a lot. Uh (laughs) So then he doesn't have them. And I'm like, you are just squinting. And he's got all these lines around his eyes. Uh I mean, he still looks cute and distinguished. He likes his. I don't like mine. It's fine.
0: And that's fair. That's fair. Well, and men, too, it's like they get gray hair, and they're like, oh, how dapper and suave and smart you look. Silver fox. Yes. Not quite the same for us. I know.
1: Well, we can change that narrative.
0: We can change it while getting rid of dogs. Yeah. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, listen, I'm just like, you do you.
0: Yes. And if that is
1: not doing any of the things, amazing. Yeah. Like, no one's earning extra points in my book for anything that they do. I just want them to be authentic.
0: Yes. I agree. I had a client the other day who listened to my Mandy episodes and went for a consultation and she was like, I realized I'm not ugly. I'm just poor. She's like, I didn't realize people are spending like thousands of dollars a year on their face. And I'm like, yes, honey. Like, it's- yeah.
1: And maybe you want to go on vacation instead. Yeah. Or it's maybe you're saving things. up to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I mean, luckily we're in this business and we can trade for things. Yes. There so are, I barter as much as I can. I love I would that. love to trade my services for other services. I get dog food. I get facials. I get massage. I get... I mean it's everything, right? I fully support that. So, you know, that's how we can do involved. Then the man don't know. That's right. (laughs) The man don't know. I love that.
0: So Jen, you your primary thing is owning creature. But you also have a a dare I say a side hustle. You're a doula. Yeah. How the fuck did that happen?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I have two kids of my own. Mm And when I was pregnant with my first son, which was not expected, Ray and I had just moved to New York. He had gotten into this pretty terrible accident where oh, he no. was hit by a truck riding his bike. Oh, God. He ended up in the ICU. And I think we just made a, I'm so glad you didn't die, baby. Uh-huh. That's and so <laughs> I didn't have, we were in New York City. We were in our mid-20s. You're practically a teen parent seems the same because like nobody has kids that young we didn't have any friends with kids right our families weren't there I just felt so alone in my birth Ray was there but I mean I had Julian he just turned 15 so doulas were like a thing that was mentioned but I had never had any experience with that I had a midwife she was fantastic but I don't know I felt really lonely in that process and you kind of understand like this is, we don't live with our tribe anymore, mm-hmm. right? And like women are so important or just supportive people in your life that can see you through something like that. Like yeah. Ray couldn't show up for me the way that a, someone who had been through it could, right? Absolutely. He's just not possible for him. Yeah. It doesn't and,
0: occur to men. Like they don't know.
1: Yeah. Like it just doesn't, they, their bodies don't do the same thing. Yeah. He's in that place of like, I just want you to be okay. Yeah. Yeah but I don't really know what to do to make you okay. And so I started going on a journey of of wanting to support other women through their pregnancies and birth um, after the birth of my first kid. And then I had a doula when I had my second son and it was just a completely different experience for me and my partner, right? Like he was able to just be there and process it. And I just want to do that for other people. And it's been very rewarding and beautiful so, and this lovely. is
0: something you've been doing for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: I, my oldest baby, I think, is oh my God, Courtney's gonna kill me if I don't remember. Mm-hmm. 11? No. I'll Elder. edit out the hesitation. <laughs> yeah, my oldest baby is over 10. <laughs> Perfect. Or around 10. I don't, I don't know. It's been a long time. Over a decade. Over a decade. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, Jen, I'm not a kid person. <laughs> um, uh, but for, and I've I been, wasn't either. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, For people who don't know, what is the main difference between a midwife and a doula?
1: So a doula doesn't do anything medical. Okay. Right? Like, I'm not checking a cervix, no blood pressure, no telling you what you need to do, like, when you need to go to the hospital. We're just there to support the person who's giving birth, right? Okay. So rubbing their back words of affirmation like everybody's different music essential oils massage like just there's so many different things that you do but you're purely a support person okay and an advocate right if you end up going Mm -hmm. to a hospital and there's questions like I'm the person that can kind of help walk through what some of those procedures look like and why they're being done and maybe why the doctor says you need xyz you know sure
0: Mm -hmm. that's
1: awesome yeah
0: I have always felt a calling to do the exact opposite and be a death doula. I love
1: that. Do you know any? I know a couple of people. Yeah, one who lives in Alaska now oh, wow. and a doula friend of mine who is has like talked to me about doing some of that stuff too. Oh, cool. Well, we spend all this time supporting, like bringing life into the world, right? And, yes. And supporting people through that process and like end of life. It's we're all it's all it's gonna happen to all of us, right?
0: Correct. And there's not so optimal. many
1: so many unknowns when it comes mm-hmm. to that, especially for the people who are supporting that person. I do think that once you get to that like end of life stage, most people are probably like comfortable or they're easing into their own process of knowing what's happening. But yeah. their loved ones who are there, they might know what what's happening, what's normal, yes. what's not normal. And yeah. so the death doula thing is amazing.
0: I'm super into it and it's something that I've always thought like oh that'll be like a later act in my life type of thing Mm -hmm. but listening to you being able to do both of these at the same time I'm like maybe I should maybe I should look into this earlier than I would have thought.
1: I mean, I'm not a full-time doula by any means. The total number of births I've done, a a working doula, would do those in like two months, right? Yeah. So kind of great. uh, You can be selective. You can just like (laughs) pop in. Yeah, and for me, I've only ever been a doula for people that I already have a relationship with. Like I have never had a random client. Okay. And so there is this aspect that I love that maybe a lot of doulas don't get to experience of like seeing these babies grow up that's knowing so cool. them, a lot of them are my clients. Hannah, who works for me, I birthed both her babies with her. Wow. I know, amazing. At home. I mean, we, so I, I just have this ability to just like be with people. Yeah. And see them. I'm such a nurturer. I love that. And I love doing that. And I just love to make people feel good. And I think that's why I do hair, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can like touch a lot of people and, yeah. and help them to feel good
0: and, you know. I'm sure you've heard the expression that, well, I don't know if it's like an expression, but you know, people say for hairdressers, you don't know what happens in your client's private lives. Mm -hmm. We know some of those stuff, but Mm -hmm. like for some of our guests, we may be the only person laying a finger on them in between the six, eight, 12, however many weeks in between their appointments. And it's so important that that is like you said, a nurturing, warm, like we provide that that human contact and touch because they may not get it anywhere else. Right. And that's such a honor and mm-hmm. privilege. And uh, I think that is something that like for upcoming hairdressers, you got to really realize how big of a deal that is because your clients feel it
1: yeah you've got to be able to get in it with people
0: yeah right like 100%. and
1: I so when I moved back here from New York I actually taught at the Aveda Institute really yeah because I had a new baby and my husband was going freelance as a photographer and I was like I would love a salary job one of my friends was the director there at the time so I was an educator there and then I was the lead educator there for the last year that I was there but Okay, I think Aveda is really good on that, you've heard the daymaker thing. Oh my God, Right? Oh yeah. And as cheesy as it sounds, it is really amazing the impact that you can have on somebody and be a daymaker for them, right? And like, maybe there's no one else in their life that can do that. Yeah. And I've had, I've had people in my career that have reached out to me afterwards and shared, you know, I wasn't having a great day. I was getting my hair. I had one client that was like, I was getting my hair done. And I was going to go in my life. Mm-hmm. And talking to you helped me gain some perspective. And, and you know, I'm not saying that. I'm not, like, tooting my own horn there. but No, but that's a fucking huge deal. That's a huge deal, yeah. right, to be able to help somebody process through trauma or just something, a hard day, you mm-hmm. know, or a hard year or a hard fucking life, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we can really change it. I mean, all you have to do is, like care for someone sometimes. Yeah. That's all they need is to feel genuinely cared for. Yeah. And seen.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I always say to you, it's like, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I love uh, like. Yeah,
1: we are therapists too. We are correct.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, and I, I call it like trickle down therapy, but Mm -hmm. I have clients who leave and it's like, we have navigated big life issues throughout their appointment. And they're like, man, this is so much more than a hair service. And I'm like, yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's not, sometimes people come in and they work on their, our laptop.
0: Yes. Also and they're fine. like
1: taking a meeting and that's fine too. Yeah. That's fine us. too. But I'd say the majority of my clients in my chair, we are experienced with one another.
0: Yeah. The connection is just, it's irreplaceable. And it's, you know, how long have you been working behind the chair? Oh, since 2005. Okay. So two decades, almost 20 almost. years. Yeah. Holy shit. I yeah. Know. Same. You know, we've watched people like you're saying with the doula stuff, it's like, I, it's it's such a pleasure. I've watched people, you know, struggle with dating, meet their husband, mm-hmm. get married, have a baby, change jobs, buy a house and like watching people's life and career arcs in six week increments yeah. is so special yeah. and so fucking cool and yeah. it's just like the honor of my life. Totally. Um and I think that there are a few other professions that are that rewarding and where you can make good money.
1: <laughs> and people fight over us in divorces sometimes. Uh, have yeah. you ever had that? Uh, yeah. But like if... who wins you in the divorce?
0: I have a, yes. Usually I'll pick. Um, uh-huh. Well, yeah. Like If somebody cheated on somebody or there's some like obvious horrible thing happened, I'm like, I'm sorry, but no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other times, like I do have divorced people and then I'm just like, I'll never book you at the same time. And, yeah. Like, I'll make sure that there's no overlap here. But yeah, that is a, that's a super big deal. Yeah, who wins the hairdresser? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who it's, gets
1: Jen Jones? <laughs>
0: it's like, did you see in the 90s, that couple, that embarrassing couple in divorce court arguing over their Beanie Baby collection? Yes,
1: <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> on the floor. Fasten them back. Joke's on them. They're still not worth anything.
0: But the princess
1: Diana bear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so funny. That hairdresser was like, I don't want either one.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Point twist. You're both
0: fired. (laughs) You're both fired. I'm not here for none of that. Yeah. Do you ever have to fire clients? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it doesn't happen a lot and it doesn't really happen much in my chair but being a salon owner, I have to step in. Mm-hmm. We're kind of a really you know you're taught to like not talk about religion and not talk about politics, but that's just not what we do in mm-hmm. the space. And sometimes people have really gross energy. Yes. Especially during the pandemic, we were coming back. You know, there were a couple <laughs> people that were like, "I can't wear a mask for my haircut," and I'm like, "I'm here all day." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I really <laughs> and it's not don't. Up for
0: debate. I'm telling you that this is a requirement. right. So that was a
1: big time where we had to uninvite some people. Yeah. You know, or just I don't tolerate disrespect. I don't mm-hmm. tolerate clients micromanaging stylists like you're here there to get your hair done or their partners sometimes I don't know if you have that but like when partners come in and they want to try to tell you what to do to the other person and you're just like are you okay yeah blink twice you know Um, it doesn't happen often but it's usually for some shitty disrespect Mm -hmm. or lack of boundary I mean at the beauty school girl it was like (laughs) wild some of the things that happened there that we had to ask people to leave for it was like "Mm." It's a special person that's going for a $12 haircut at a cosmetologist school. And wanting to complain about it afterwards. <laughs> Correct. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I became an amazing hairstylist when I was teaching there because I had I'm to sure. fix a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot that's, of
0: stuff. I mean, that's a, I, I tell people, and this may resonate with you too, I have a lot of clients that are like, I want to open my own business. Like, tell me about your experience. Da, da, da. And mm-hmm. I'm like, my biggest the biggest way that I learn is by fucking things up totally it's by getting a letter in the mail that I didn't send in some fucking form for something right. and I'm like I don't know right and then I'll pay my fine and then I'll learn for next uh, time you only like- <laughs>
1: missed that business license renewal one time <laughs> You only miss it once and then you're like, my God.
0: That's insane.
1: $750 fine or Jeez. something like that.
0: Um, yes. And I've done that. And, and the worst part is that I thought I had done, like, I'm a, you see my notebook in front of me. Yeah, like, you a, are. I'm an organized uh-huh, human being. Uh-huh. But I feel like they make it intentionally hard. Like, there's one final step that's on a completely different website. Totally. You don't get any emails or uh, you have to buy Osmosis. No, they make snow. it so
1: hard. Yeah. They but have it. you seen the new updated? Website?
0: Yeah, I think it's still confusing.
1: It's still confusing, but it's a little better. It's a little better. It's slightly better. You don't have to mail in a check anymore, so... (laughs) Yes. And wait. <laughs> I do
0: enjoy all the credit card points I get yes, being able to use exactly. uh, Amex. Amex points. Yeah. I try to explain to people, I'm like, you know, if you feel, if you have an entrepreneurial spark and you feel called to make a business out of something that you do, do it. just fucking do it. No one actually knows what they're doing. You learn as you fuck up. Right. And same thing with hair. It's like, you learn like, oh, if I hold a layer at this degree and drop it, it's not going to land like the way I wanted.
1: Or if I put a pastel blue toner on yellow hair, what's going to happen? It's going to turn fucking green. Yeah. Right.
0: Hashtag color theory. Hashtag
1: (laughs) color theory. It's amazing
0: what people don't know about that. Oh my God. So I spent a solid decade ish of my career teaching for manufacturers and stuff like that. And color theory is something that you know, women can perceive such a bigger scale of color than men. So, it's oh, like, yeah, I've always had a, just a good eye for color, and color theory has always just made sense to me. But semi-recently, my like condo building they repainted, and I'm just like, oh, Do you hate it? The or undertone love it? in this neutral does not complement the tone in this accent That's color. Right. What fucking idiot picked these? And everyone's like, What are you talking about? Can't you see Can't it? Can't you see? And I'm just like, You don't understand. And I'm just like, You literally don't understand. But it's like it—it's a curse to I go know. through the through life knowing color theory and knowing <sighs> a missed opportunity or just uh-huh. something that totally clashes. I mean, it rocks my world. Or just
1: knowing good hair and <laughs> bad hair. I mean, I've trained my children that I'll get a tap on the shoulder and they're like, mom, did you see?
0: <laughs>
1: did you see over there? And
0: I'm like, E so, I love that I'm training them to have that eye. Oh, good eye, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love when people, like, I'll have guests who are like on vacations and send me a picture of just like, God damn, look at, this look at that. Hair. Look at those
1: explosions. Yeah. I know. It's I'm like terrible that. to watch a movie with or a TV show, oh, too, where you're just like,
0: What is that wig? Why is it so bad? Yes.
1: What are those colors?
0: Yes, 100%. Did you watch or do you watch Love is Blind?
1: I only watched the first season. Okay. Because I kind of felt like the magic was gone for me after
0: that. That's fair. I don't know how magical the first season was, to be no, honest. No, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There was a gal on this most recent season, and this I'm not a reality show person, I should state, but there's something about this one that just gets me. Um, <laughs> but this chick, she's this cute blonde girl, but she wore this, like, aggressive, like, Corally orange blush And anytime she was mm. On screen All I could do Was just like Stare at her blush I couldn't I couldn't handle it I And you're really like Who's letting her
1: it? Show up like that
0: Literally And it's like Someone tell her Someone tell She, her. Exactly she has no friends That's exactly she it She
1: has no friends Yes
0: I, And by the end of the season You're like Oh she actually Has no friends Oh
1: <laughs> okay So then that tracks kind of, oops, That, that <laughs> tracks yeah, yeah She's one of those girls That's like I hate girls And yeah. you're like mm, I love women I
0: lo- Women are amazing Like who yeah. hates women Are you dumb I like, mean
1: I love all of the women in my life, yes, for sure.
0: Correct. And that you need people around you to be like, hey, like, okay, you remember when um, soap brows became a thing and like drawing, like, mm-hmm. I leaned a little too hard on that momentarily. And my best <laughs> friend was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Eyebrows. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate the call. Yeah. They are maybe more robust than they." Yeah. Be. <laughs> You're like, you should have a, yeah. Yeah. She's like, take it easy. <laughs> Stop brushing them straight up. Correct. Yeah, little curve is okay. It's it's fine.
1: Fill them in a little. Do you remember when it was like you just wanted to see the hairs and like nothing in between? Yes. I mean, well, I've never had that problem. I overplucked in the in the nineties, and so she's living with that (laughs) sparse brow for the rest of her life. Are you microbladed? I've done it before. Okay.
0: Yeah. Doesn't really.
1: Yeah. I feel like my skin's too oily. It kind of falls out, and then I have a really hard time laying on a table for that long. Being. On. Wait, but
0: no! You're covered in tattoos. Do it's you get them different. All in like one hour increments. It's
1: different because you can like text and fuck around on your phone usually. That's true. Maybe stuff you're just like. And you can see there. what's going on. There's something about like someone carving something into your face, and you can't really see. That's not very comfortable for me. That's fair. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit that one out. And every time, have you seen those videos on Instagram where they make it look like it's wild? Oh, to like, like the, trick the person. I would die. You I'm like, what? the what? side of me I day. might punch the person. I'm like, cause you can tell sometimes that they are not prepared for that. And they're just Correct.
0: like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. But the girls who were like, I love it. I I'm mean like, Don't it, lie. Like, is it
1: gonna chill out? You're like, no, it's not. It's not gonna chill out. They're basically touching. Brows. Yeah. <laughs> and they're touching. And then they wipe it off, and you're like,
0: oh,
1: <sighs> Yeah, I would. Mm-mm. I'm a little bit of a control freak like
0: that, I think. I, I would not be a good recipient of that prank. Mm-mm. And I love a prank, but like, oh, mm-mm. not with my face. <laughs> no,
1: never with my face, never unless Mandy. Mandy does something to us. Yeah.
0: But uh, Mandy wouldn't because she, she has would integrity. Never.
1: She would never. But sometimes the things that happen to your face after those amazing treatments can are, be are a little crazy. wild. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. I if have you haven't listened
1: that. to that episode, go listen to it. Okay? Yeah go listen. She tells some stories. Do
0: you know what? I was talking to a friend of mine who is not a skincare and makeup girly, but she was like, I felt like I learned a lot in those episodes, but I also felt really dumb because she was like, (laughs) I don't think I know like the basics. And I was like, you know what? There was just kind of an underlying assumption. That you would know something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually, we're scheduling it right now, but Mandy's going to come back on and we're going to do kind of like a skincare 101. Amazing. What are the steps of just like a basic skincare routine? Like what should you be doing before you even enter the the world of all of these lasers and peels like what's just your what should your home routine be just look like yeah uh,
1: and she's amazing right she's just like a nerd when uh, it comes to that I stuff same yeah like if you can talk to me about what you do for hours I fucking love it yeah and There's I want to hear all about it her
0: enthusiasm Mm-mm. like she can go on and on and I know on, and I Ugh. fucking love it I wish I had a VJ story for you though, I'm feeling inadequate. Yeah, that's true. She had so many good That was out of control. And I'd like seen her only professionally. Like did that you point. just
1: say Carmen Electra? Yeah. I was like
0: Shrrr. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Rewind. Please go listen. Well, and of course I immediately
0: Googled her and I was like, I fucking remember being uh-huh. like in middle school and watching seeing MTV I know. and seeing her crazy ass hair. I know. <laughs> I looked her up too. Yeah. Immediate nostalgia. <sighs>
1: immediate, immediate, yeah. immediate. That's so yeah. cool. So crazy. So cool. This is what we do, right? We learn
0: things about people all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's lovely. It is. And I also think something, bringing it back to like the art of the conversation for hairdressers, knowing... What aspects of your personality to play up, what aspects to play down, and how to kind of carve out different portions of yourself, depending on the recipient or the audience Mm -hmm. of any given appointment or conversation or whatever. That's not something that's easy to teach in cosmetology school. But it's... You either
1: got it or you don't. Yeah. And and then sometimes it's a conversation of like, just know when to be quiet. If you don't have the ability to like shift. Yes. Because we're, we're actors like that, right? Yeah. And I think you and I are in a place in our career where we're not really getting a ton of new clients. Correct. So we can just kind of be authentic with, with who we've got and we yes. kind of know. So I don't really have to adjust myself too much anymore. Yeah, I'd say maybe I have like 3% where I got to have a little adjustment. And it's mostly yeah. me just shutting the fuck up.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's for any relationship in your life, right. knowing when to shut the fuck up yeah. is one of the most important things totally. in a human being. Totally.
1: And uh. I think my clients know me well enough now that they can just be like, I'm having a day. Mm, absolutely. I just can't today. Or yeah. or they just want to sit and cry. Yeah. Or, you know, I've had people message me and just say like, oh, am I double booked with you today? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, I just think I need my own time. And so we work it out, right? Yeah. But. Most of the time, yeah, I can just show up and be me. I love Which that. is great.
0: And I think, too, one of the rewards of seeing the same people for years and years is without them having to send that text, you can pick up on their energy. As soon as they walk in as the door. As soon as they walk in the uh-huh. door. You know exactly what version of you they need that day. Mm-hmm. And you edit as needed. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I definitely have taken that skill from the salon and applied it into my real life and uh, well and actually the podcast episode I recorded last week it was with Tuari Butler who was congressman john lewis's longest serving staffer she was 22 years and i sat down she sat exactly where you're sitting at the (sighs) table i quickly realized this is an episode where i shut the fuck up because she is so eloquent so well spoken has so much knowledge and i was like this is going to be the easiest episode to to edit ever Mm -hmm. because i talked twice (laughs) and it's just her being amazing and she also has a podcast and so she's just like well spoken and just like yeah but i could see if i didn't have that skill set from working behind the chair trying to put too much of myself into that episode. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need to be. I was just, you know, a facilitator for her story. And uh, I think that that's just like something I'm I'm super grateful that comes naturally now.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, having, I mean, I have 18 people who work for me now, right? So I I think I have to adjust more with them sometimes. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. the way that they receive feedback, because I'm a very honest person. Yes. Very honest and blunt, (laughs) right, to where... I have definitely hurt people's feelings, people who work for me, because I have said something too quick or too sharp. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to adjust myself in that way, probably more so than with my clients now, because they just kind of are a steady flow of people that I'm used to. But every time I'm talking to someone who works for me now, it's kind of like I've learned to receive And just be okay with not giving responses right away, which is really hard for me. Yes. Because I want to fix shit immediately, right? So being able to, like, receive and then just pause Mm -hmm. and then follow up Mm -hmm. is a much better place to sit in. That's how I'm evolving. Yes.
0: Learning to be a good boss. Like, it's so easy as an employee to be like, I wouldn't do things that way. Right. And then once you get into the other side of things, it's, you know, I've definitely had some bad bosses. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. But I, I found some empathy towards other employers in the past because it's it's difficult to be a good boss because every employee needs a different version absolutely of you. absolutely um, but I'm like you I'm uh, and there's never malice or negativity in any of my intent mm-hmm. but sometimes I can just quickly be like no yes uh-huh. like, I'm just a super decisive efficient person and uh-huh. I don't like to fuck around but some people need a little bit more softness mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't meet them with that they shut down and Most then no people. one's yeah, most people need a
1: little more softness, which is what I'm learning. Unless yeah. they've worked for me for 10 years, yeah. you know. And then they
0: know it's not—it's literally not personal. Mm-hmm. And like, and I tell people when I first hire somebody, I always ask, "How do you like to receive feedback?" Totally. Um, positive or negative. And a lot of people say like, "Oh, I love feedback in the moment." Da da da. Incorrect. They don't. <laughs> like, They—they really—they don't. really don't. Yeah. They really don't. Totally. And so you gotta—you gotta figure out how to navigate that. Absolutely. But I always tell people, if anything, I can. on the side of being too curt and I know that about myself Mm -hmm. but I want you to know that if it's about a work topic it's literally never personal right Uh, I hope we both share the objective that we want to just resolve an issue and keep it fucking moving and yeah we come with a disclaimer and that is it yeah but I think we wouldn't be successful if we didn't have that kind of decisive
1: yeah uh, and self-awareness yes. and all of these things. Right. Yeah. And nobody's perfect. We're not robots. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And For we're all her. learning all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so be. being well, yeah, I mean, I'm learning <laughs> the all goal. the time. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Being a business owner and employing people of all different everything. Yeah. Is just I mean, it is a wild fucking ride and it's Literally. so amazing. Yeah. And it's been hard. Absolutely. And there have been tears on my end. And there have been times where I've like called my consultant and been like, How do I burn it down without anyone knowing I did it? You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Didn't do that, not gonna do that. But it's it's been rewarding for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you learn new boundaries of yourself and then these deep wells of uh, power that you mm-hmm. don't know you have until you're forced to tap into them. Yeah. And that's so rewarding. And I always say, no matter, you know, I don't know if this business will be here in 10 years, but what I know is that the 10 years that I've been here, I've learned so much about myself mm-hmm. and who I am and what I want out of life that it will never be a failure ever. And I, uh, people, I'm sure for you all the time, clients are like thinking about quitting a corporate gig and right. starting their own thing. And I'm right. like, there's no such thing as failing If you just try, even if you end up navigating towards a different path than you totally uh, anticipated, you're going to learn so much, and the journey is absolutely the reward.
1: Totally, and Mm -hmm. I'm just really lucky that I get to walk through this with my husband because he's, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a business partner in the sense of like another hairstylist that owns a company with me that I. Can bounce ideas off of things like that. I don't know if that would work for me anyways. I don't I think that it would. I shook
0: my head. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't think that it would, but because I have my husband, he's that person for me and he mm-hmm. can be really honest with me. You know, I think one of the best things he ever said to me when I was having a meltdown about, you know, something that I did for everybody and, and what I received back was not what I was expecting. And mm-hmm. he's just like, it's not their job. To know or care about all the things you do behind the scenes for them, and if you're <laughs> and if you're doing it so that they know and give you accolades, you're doing it for the wrong reason, right? Ooh. I know, so smart Rayisms. I call him his Rayisms. That's He's so awesome. smart. He could
0: be at a coffee table. By. I
1: know. <laughs> so just to be able to like show up and do things because you know it's gonna make people better and make their experience better and give them the the life that they want and all their dreams can come true honestly Mm -hmm. in this career but without receiving a thank you you've just Mm got to be okay with it it's so true you've got to be okay with it
0: there's a quote and I don't know who to give it credit to give credit to I think it was like Winston Churchill but don't quote me on this quote um (laughs) we'll google that yeah but it's something along the lines of uh it's amazing how much you can get done if you don't care who gets credit for it. And that is so accurate. Mm-hmm. And, like, just planting seeds and letting people think that something might be their idea. Or just, like, empowering people to do things on their own and sitting back and knowing, like, I don't need my signature on every little thing. Right. If the outcome is what I want, I'm still succeeding.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Thanks, but that's kind of, me. yeah. It, it
0: Maybe it's a rayism. I don't know. And sometimes
1: <laughs> it's a hard place to sit in with that, mm-hmm. right? But if you're doing things for the wrong reasons, it's never going to work out. And people feel it. People totally feel it if you're not authentic. But I love a thank you and a hug sometimes. For
0: sure. Because I'm just a human being. (laughs) Because I'm just a human being. Yeah, I love a thank you and a hug. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a Ray or a business partner. So there are lots of lonely times where it's like... um,
1: Who do I bounce this idea off of? Yeah.
0: And And there is something... Every industry is unique, but there's something particular to me about our industry where it's like, no, you don't understand that wouldn't, that literally wouldn't work. And like, I appreciate your feedback, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't apply in our field.
1: Well, you can bounce things off me whenever you want. Thank you, Cause Jenna. I do think one of the gross things that happens in our industry is like, we're put in like a competitive yes. aspect against each other. And mm-hmm. here, I'm here to tell everybody right now, there are enough people in this world for all of us to have all the clients that we want. Yes. And for all of us to do what we do that no one else can do, right? Like we've talked about this where I'm not the best hairstylist. I'm not saying that I can give you a haircut that no one else in the city can give you, but I can give you an experience with me in my chair that no one else can because it's a total package, right? It's a total package of me in the space with the other people around me, the music that we listen to, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah that's unique to me but my skill set is not unique right yeah. and it's like there there are a shit ton of amazing hair stylists in this town absolutely. amazing business owners and we should bounce shit off each other a little bit more
0: i absolutely agree with that and i mentioned let's to, start a club let's <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we should. Okay. <laughs> um, or an emotional support group. Okay, great. Um, but I mentioned to a friend, um, I was like going over the list of people I was going to have on the podcast this month. And I mentioned you, and I'm like, oh, she owns a salon, da da da. And they were like, you're going to have another hairstylist on? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm super excited. And I talked about, you know, all the things I am yeah. talking talk about. And she's like, isn't that like a competition? And I was like, no. no. And I'm like, my only competition is myself and mm. like last year's numbers. Like, I feel. That's all ego. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't feel threatened at all by having Mm -hmm. a conversation with another hairdresser. Mm -hmm. What?
1: No, Uh, you should feel inspired. Yeah. That's how I feel. Right? It's like, yeah. It's so
0: cool to be like, how do you do this? Like, have you had an issue with this? Da, 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 da. So uh, I, That's all
1: society though too, right? And our our industry is dominated with women, Mm -hmm. right? And so society always wants to put women are catty and they're shitty and they can't get along. So Mm -hmm. fuck that.
0: Yeah, We're totally going to flip that up. narrative. Yes. You're we can to it all.
1: Get yeah, it's flipped upside down.
0: Starting now. We can
1: all get along with each other, and there is enough room and enough space. 100%. And imagine what we could do if we just teamed up. Yes. Instead of the opposite.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think any. And of course, early in my career, my ego was more pronounced Mm -hmm. because I was insecure because I hadn't been doing this long and was building and all those things. But as you get a little bit more perspective um, from the start, starting line, it's like, Oh, how silly. Like that was never a competition because they're not me.
1: They're not me. Yeah. Yeah, They're not you. I'm not you. We could do the same haircut next on the same person and they have a completely different experience. Right.
0: Exactly. And both are great.
1: And both are great. Yeah.
0: There's no wrong. Like,
1: well, and that's too why I opened a salon is because I can't do everybody's hair, Mm -hmm. but I still want to see everybody all the time. You know, I've got clients that have to come on the weekend and I don't work on the weekend and, or they have to come after work and I don't work after three o'clock, you know? And so I still get to experience them with other people or we do that really good at creatures. Like we don't, we can, clients bounce around all the time and there isn't like a, Oh God, I need to hide in the back because Jen came in. I'm getting my hair done with Jonathan, you know? Yeah. I'm just just like, Hey queen, what's up? You know, go and say hi. Yeah.
0: I'll catch you on the next round. Like it's all Absolutely.
1: They bounce. They'll see my assistant sometimes and you know, it just feels really good to have a collaborative space there with people that just want to like do amazing hair yes and have a good fucking time
0: yeah and
1: not beat each other down mm-hmm. and not talk shit and not do any of that stuff right because yeah. we don't tolerate that either
0: I would have loved to have that environment as a me as a green too hairdresser did you always have that entrepreneurial drive or did you always know I didn't were- okay no. so how did you decide I'm gonna open my own space
1: because I couldn't find a good place to work yeah And not saying that everywhere I worked was bad. I'm not saying that. But it wasn't the perfect space for me. And it's like, what better way to have the perfect space for you than to build it yourself?
0: I absolutely And to hope that other
1: people come, right? Yeah. And to hope that other people feel supported and feel welcomed and all of that stuff in that space. Mm -hmm. And I've had plenty of people pass through. You know, I've only got two that are still with me from like the beginning.
0: And how long ago did you open?
1: It'll be six years in March.
0: Wow, Cool.
1: Yeah. So when I look at my, you know, I was cleaning up my 401k program the other day and I was looking at all the people who don't work there anymore and I was like, oh, it's a lot. (laughs) And that's okay. And it doesn't feel like that until you look at them on a list. But yeah, it's just like, but I've learned something from all of those people and they learned something from me as well. And it's like some of them went, some of them moved, some of them had babies, some of them did their own thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just all a a person, a relationship and a time period. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all it's about, right?
0: I agree. Yeah, you just want people, no matter how short or long their their time with you to is. To be impactful. To be impactful mm-hmm. and to not be like, that bitch. <laughs> yeah, and
1: maybe some of them are, but that's none of my business.
0: <laughs> I are. have
1: an amazing friend who, oh man, there was some like something going down and I was upset about something that somebody had said. And she was like, you know what? That's none of your business. What people say about you not to you, mm-hmm. or what they feel about you that is not true, mm-hmm.
0: is none of your business. That's just their shit, and they can have it, and that's totally fine. That's such a good way to think about that. It literally is none of my business. What people think. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't not, control that. No. I can control as me. Okay, so Jen, you own a salon. Yes. You are a doula. Yes. You live in Palmetto, and you have a garden. Yes. Do you have any other cool act- activities or personality? <sighs>
1: Well, yes, I've, I've done some stand-up comedy. Wait, really? Yeah. I've done improv. Okay. Well, it's a different thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I was horrible at improv. I think I'd be better at stand-up.
1: Yeah, so there's an Not amazing... I'm going to plug Lace Larrabee. She is an amazing local comic who wanted to get more women into comedy. Okay. Right? So she started teaching classes just for women. Ooh. And now... Um, She does mixed classes, and so anyone can join. So I've done two of hers, her level one and level two. Oh, my
0: God. Cool. And the
1: confidence that I have gained to be able to just sit here and do this with you right now, right, Uh, with not saying um all the time and kind of being comfortable in my voice. Uh So I did a little of that, but the comedy scene is kind of soul crushing.
0: Uh, Fuck
1: yeah. And (laughs) I like to go to bed at 9 o'clock, and there's not many matinee open mics. (laughs) There's a couple, and I might start one, uh, you know, matinee mimosa, open mic. Who knows? We'll figure it
0: out. You let me know if you do.
1: Yeah, because I'm just not a late-night person. Yeah, same. And sometimes the people that show up that think they're funny and are just, like, scary
0: and inappropriate and disgusting. Yeah, That's a whole thing. Yeah. That whole scene is so incestuous. Mm. And what I realized, I had like a a hardcore year or two of being like deeply involved in the Atlanta improv scene. Uh And I realized like the lifers and the ones (laughs) that stick around for a long time, I'm like, oh, I don't, these aren't my There's an underbelly.
1: There's an underbelly. There's an underbelly that can feel very uncomfortable. But thankfully, Lace has helped fill this city with a lot of amazing women. And and men that kind of know how to not be pieces of shit. I love that, right? Because I will go to an open mic. Yeah, I'll go to an open mic and be like, "He didn't take her class." Mm -hmm. You know, she talks a lot about not punching down and don't talk Uh, about things that. Yeah, uh, so it's like, (laughs) 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 Mm, you know what I'm saying. I'm always skeptical if someone's like, "Oh, did you see so and so's new comedy special?" And it's a guy. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) not totally interested. But uh, thank God Lace has like filled this city with some amazing women. So you can show up and there's definitely more than used to be. So take one of her classes it's called Laugh Absolutely. Lab Comedy. Laugh Lab.
0: Okay. And I'll link it in her show notes too. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who are interested in She's that. She's amazing.
1: She is amazing.
0: Oh, I'm so glad yeah. that came up.
1: Yeah. And I've sent cool. friends there. I've met people through that. Like oh, we, yeah. yeah. So it's like a great network. And even if I never, people are always like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to mm-hmm. do it again? I'm like, I don't know.
0: How long ago did you do it?
1: I think I took our first class two years ago. Oh nice. And okay, then I took one really last year. Mm. Oh, so I have a tight five and I got fifteen minutes of like worked material. Nice. And I'm writing all the time. But I just, yeah, maybe at some point I'll I'll have space. But you know, with the salon and and a podcast coming. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. Cause we need another one of those. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we need somebody. It's fine. Who cares? Who cares? But yeah, Ray and I have Tons of things in the works. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. And
0: what's interesting is I think all of these little facets complement each other. Yeah. Like my time doing, I, t- I say everybody should take a level one improv class because like you just mentioned, it really, I used to get anxiety and rehearse like a phone call. Yeah. Um, totally. And now I just hit call and I'm totally. like, I'll figure it out. Like there's another person com- contributing to this conversation. Totally. Um, and it really, it helps your confidence and comedy is so great for that. So yeah. It's I think, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more scary it sounds to you, the more you probably should do it. Honestly. Yeah. If it
1: doesn't make you want to shit your pants, then you're probably not doing the right things. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. You're staying too safe. Like, yeah, I love that. Every year I always say, like, I'm like, I want to do something really scary. Yeah. Uh, what's your scary thing you're going to do this year? Do you have anything? <gasps> I
1: think just the, the podcast. podcast yeah. Because yeah. we want to bring other people on. It's called Creative Creatures.
0: Creative Creatures.
1: And, you know, it's about collaborating with your partner in a creative way, whether that's your spouse or your sister or your best friend or your business partner or whatever, but like a tight relationship where you're creating something together and bouncing ideas off of one another. And so, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about ourselves. We're going to Bring other people on. So we're gonna put ourselves out there. We're gonna reach out to people that we know well, that we don't know well. Yeah. We're gonna try to call in some favors. Mm -hmm. If you have any suggestions, just hit me up. But yeah, so that's gonna be different and scary. I'm so excited. And like maybe no one will listen to it, but that's not why we're doing it right.
0: Well, and and because that's not why you're doing it, people will listen. Like it's crazy to me what our metrics are for this podcast. Yeah. It's like, is, does anybody care? And it's yeah, like people do. People care. Yeah. Like, I'm not um, Joe Rogan, but I'm also not trying to be. So. No <laughs> one wants to be.
1: Well, we don't. Yeah. And there's a possible another creature location, maybe. <gasps> so. Oh
0: shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jen has a lot up her sleeve for We got a lot.
1: Yeah. This is going to be a year of expansion and growth. I love and that. And just like seeing where it all goes.
0: Oh do you do a word of the year or theme of the year or anything like that? Are you a new year's person? I do. And this year it was
1: just expansion.
0: I love that. In Mine's all the generate, ways. So it's oh, very similar. Yeah.
1: Generate that money, generate yes. those friendships, cultivate yes.
0: relationships. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it too. Um, Jen, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to share with people? I don't think
1: so, babe. I don't know. I mean, there's a whole aspect to being a, parent too in this world with these kids well but, i can say that i am not the person to facilitate yeah. that conversation yeah. we'll do that on our podcast we'll talk about that Perfect. but yeah but if anybody needs a doula
0: we'll send them if anyone needs way. a doula
1: <laughs> yeah send them my way if anyone needs a new hairstylist if you're too busy
0: i don't take new clients so i'm all for yeah i don't like, really either see. okay
1: come to creature we <laughs> go got creature. we got all the Jen price points help, but... <laughs> We've got all the price points and all the, all the people and yeah, yes. to all the things. Oh,
0: I love that. Well, Jen, I'm so appreciative of your time. Yes. I hope if you listened, you laughed and learned and just had a good example of how to have a conversation with a stranger yeah. and find out you have a million things in common. Yeah. Cause um, no one's really
1: strange anymore in this world, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, like we're all connected, social media. Yes. I mean, we know so many people. So, oh my gosh, so yeah. Many people. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. No one's a stranger. No one's A stranger. You just have to peel back those layers and and be willing to connect with people. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. That's right. So I'll link Jen's studio. I'll link uh, the stand up class. I'll link everything that I said I was going to (laughs) link throughout this lovely conversation. And just a reminder Clover Club listeners get 10% off at hawkinsandclover.com with promo code CloverClub, all caps. And uh, we will hear you next week. Jen, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Yay. Bye. Bye. That was good. So good. Ooh, I got 12 minutes to get down the street.
1: That's all right.